Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 60 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Bad News Devs. I'll tell you why in a bit. It's unfortunately not a happy story, uh, but before I get into really bad news, uh, let me just talk about the website. So this will go up uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. on my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episode, uh, or just a general question. Uh, or you can go to iTunes, like, subscribe uh, to the podcast. You can also write a review there. Let me know what you think. Or if you want to just drop me a direct email, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. I checked that uh, pretty regularly. haven't really seen anything yet. That's fine. Excuse me. So, um, yeah. How's everybody doing out there? Yeah. Good. Good, 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 good. Uh, okay. Uh, so this, uh, it isn't going to be a happy episode. Uh, I've, I usually just try to stick with, uh, games and kind of what I've been playing. Uh, and a lot of other podcasts I listen to, tech podcasts, gaming podcasts, go over gaming news, what's going on with companies, stuff like that. I usually don't do that just because I, um, I don't know, you know, it's me. Uh, I'm not, you know, I can read all that stuff. I can't really give a hot take. I don't know. Anyway, I think there's a lot of that out there. That's why I don't really wait in. Uh, so I guess I selfishly use this podcast to talk about myself. But this week, I have to talk about something uh, that I really don't uh, want to talk about, which is uh, the uh, recent news with different developers. I'm calling it Bad News Debs because there's been some stories that came out lately that kind of cast developers and other organizations uh, in kind of a bad light, and I don't think it's in a, uh, it. They are accusations, but I guess they're being internally investigated. Let me just get into the news. So basically, this is going to be a news episode, which I said is weird for me, but it'll be there. So the first story I want to talk about is uh, this is actually from Kotaku. It came out on. Uh, it was reported on 7 6 uh, 2020 uh, by the reporter Ethan Gock. He filed a story that's titled "Ubisoft Employees Have Grave Concerns." in quotes, over Toronto Studios' misconduct allegations. This is a very long, long article. I've read it. I have my thoughts. Basically, what it boils down to is there were several people there uh, that felt like they were being sexually harassed, uh, that they couldn't be promoted. It was mostly women. Uh, And there was uh, one woman who said she was choked at a party by a male developer. She did not feel right about it. Uh, and some other people, uh, I, I guess nobody, not nobody saw it, but some friends that were with her didn't really see what happened. She wanted to go to HR, but there's a wrinkle in this story. Uh, the male developer that choked her was married to the HR manager who was a woman. And, uh, so everybody there kind of had this understanding that there's like, they kind of knew this person was, not a good person, this male developer that choked this female developer. They said in general, this guy wasn't really nice. So a lot of people avoided him, but they knew they couldn't do anything because his wife was in HR. You know, they didn't feel there was going to be a lot of good transparency or any kind of looking into stuff when your husband is the one committing the acts of, um, you know, the, the problems. Uh, several employees came out and spoke in the article. You can go there and read it. I highly recommend it. Um, but then what happened was, uh, they just posted today that several people have been terminated and uh, this is following an internal investigation because this is about a week ago this got reported on and Ubisoft had their own internal investigation 
And as of, I think, yesterday, it was reported, uh, it was a follow-up story. I believe Ethan Gock did the follow-up story that um, these people were actually let go. And they're actually changing the uh, Ubisoft editorial board, which basically does editorial for all their games across all their platforms throughout the whole world because Ubisoft's a multi-country developer. Uh, They had seven uh, white men that were head of the editorial board. Two of these people that got let go that were, um, you know, that that had misconduct allegations leveled against them have left, and that's opened the board up and the the, uh, founder and CEO uh, Yves Guillemont said that they're changing the editorial board. They're going to try to be more diverse, and they have ex- they have excised these people out of the company. And uh, I think they even mentioned they're changing HR. Basically, they're changing things to make it better for people. Is what it sounds like from reading the articles. Um, that's kind of like an overview. I definitely recommend going to to Kotaku, uh, reading the one story about the uh, misconduct, and then the other story about. Um, the what what's changes and who's out one another developer at ubisoft actually uh left the company he was the creative director of uh assassin's creed valhalla he apparently was dating a woman in the company which you say joe why is that a bad thing why is it bad to date someone you work with well that's not bad but the problem was he was married to someone else and decided not to tell this woman he was dating that he was married and uh, he left uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's creative director. He left Ubisoft and said he needed to work on his family, uh, which I guess is pretty true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of Ubisoft in a nutshell. Uh, I guess in better news, I guess it is good that they're shaking up the editorial board. They have they have done an internal investigation and they've outed the people that they believe have conducted uh, accusations that, you know, bad things uh so they've gotten rid of the people that have done bad things and it looks like they're going to move forward and you know maybe make it a better place to work and maybe um i don't know just have uh that'd be a weird thing if you're hr you're the one that has to tell people they've usually been fired right or at least hr has to be present so that was a weird meeting if you're sitting in front of your wife and maybe someone next to you or involved in your job has to tell you that you're no longer with the company that would be really awkward in like an awkward couple of days so uh yeah I, you know i'm i'm uh i was sad when i first read these but then reading the thing today that they have actually you know taken steps to kind of clean house as it were uh, made me feel a little bit better about ubisoft and i think some of this stuff doesn't get reported on um enough uh, because there's situations, like many people have said, and just like that article pointed out, they don't believe that HR is equipped to deal with stuff like that, like they should be. But a lot of people said in that article that it feels like the company is protecting their interests and not the not making sure the employees are safe. And I think there was a very good quote in there by one woman said, you know, there was a lot of alcohol at these parties because Ubisoft would have comp- like quarterly parties to get people to know each other and stuff because they're obviously big companies and big, you know, big cities around the world. So they wanted to have people get to know each other. And I think a woman said it best in the article. She said, you know, I didn't want to drink anymore. I wanted to raise, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to... Uh, I don't know, bump elbows with people you work with. But at the end of the day, um, if you don't feel that your contributions are being valued or anything, it's hard. So good on Ubisoft for cleaning house and stuff like that. Uh, The next story is not as... If you think that story was bad, uh, it might just be my um, reporting on it. But this is the worst story. So uh, everybody knows Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
um, which is the new Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo Switch. It's a very good game. Uh, the worst part is uh, of this story, or the best part is, uh, the worst and best part, I'll say. Nintendo, there is a Evo, which is like a fighting competition that happens every year. You know, people go to Evo. They compete in various fighting games as a roster. Super Smash Brothers appears there. Well, apparently this year, Evo has been canceled, not only because of COVID, but over, uh, as the Kutaka article, uh, article notes, there's been over 50 sexual misconduct allegations uh, in the Super Smash community, and now the community is in turmoil. Uh, this was filed at thurs- this last Thursday at 6.25 p.m. at Kotaku by Ian Walker. Please go read the story. It is terrible. It talks about how some of these people... Now, again, this isn't a Nintendo... It's a Nintendo-sanctioned event, but they, they have a hands-off approach, so these other organizations come forward do these tournaments, Super Smash Brothers, like regionals and stuff. And Nintendo knows that they're going on, but they don't really have any representatives there. It's kind of like a third-party thing. Long story short, 50 people come forward, and many of them minors, saying that they were being groomed at these for sexual assault and uh, sexual relations. Some of them are 14-year-old girls that uh, 20-year-old men uh, were trying to sleep with them or were sleeping with them. Uh, and promised them things. Uh, I believe there's some um, boys in there that were assaulted. Uh, it's it's a terrible story. 50 people have come over. So uh, the companies that were involved in them have cut ties with the people that have the most amount of allegations against them. Uh, I imagine there's going to be a court case coming up, um, but it, it's terrible. I mean, if you care about Smash in any way, shape, or form, or any kind of community or anything whatsoever, just being a decent human... It's terrible when you hear that minors are being affected by all this. Um, again, I know I usually use my uh, my uh, podcast to talk about positive stuff and how I'm doing with, well, not positive stuff, but I usually talk about what I'm playing and how it affects me. And I mean, I really thought about all this stuff because, you know, the whole point of my podcast is about grief and I don't, I don't want to support anybody if they're, uh, you know, willfully letting people be hurt kind of in their employ or they, you know, they, uh, they, if they know about it, some of these articles talk about how these, these things were kind of open secrets, which I really hate that term, but it seems like, uh, you know, some of these people in these organizations knew the, like at Ubisoft and the Smash communities, people kind of knew what was going on, which is terrible because these are minors that are being affected by this. These are children. And, uh, it sounds like now, uh, these people have stepped down. Uh, that were accused, uh, and now some people are in therapy. Uh, go read that article. It kind of lays it all out. Uh, it was really, uh, really, really depressing reading that and seeing that, you know, uh, the, those things were happening. And, and it, like, again, it hurts. And, and you know, this, this podcast is about grief, you know? And so to hear that, like, these minors are hurt in a way, uh, you know, I don't know if their lives are going to be the same again. I guess I'll tell everybody what I tell everybody. I don't know why I said that, but I think I will say what I say many times, which is uh, get help if you can get help. Go to therapy if you can. Uh, you know, try to seek out some kind of healing process. Um, I hope it doesn't. And, and Nintendo released a statement that was very um, PR, which in a way, uh, they, since they didn't really have anything to do with the tournaments, uh, you know, they didn't have to release a big statement. I don't know if anything's going to be, if they're going to be sued or anything. I doubt it because it, it was their game and that was about it. Um, but they, you know, they said, you know, we we wholeheartedly reject, you know, anybody attacking minors. You know, it was a, 
a PR statement, but it was it was obviously you know they had to do it. Um, again, it makes me feel terrible that these people, um, you know, go after children. That's terrible. Uh, and there's talk of um, I don't know if you've heard, but in in Twitch, the massive online streaming platform, they have silently been banning uh, accounts. One of the biggest ones so far is Doctor Disrespect. Uh, the only way I know of Dr. Disrespect is when he gets in trouble, which I guess is bad. The only way you know somebody is when they get in trouble for things. That's kind of a bad way to get to know somebody. Uh, a year ago, he was banned from Twitch because he was at E3, the last E3 that was in a thing. He just went in the bathroom with the camera and started filming people. Uh, well, himself, he was doing like a video, but there was people in frame and some of them were minors. So he was filming people in a bathroom. So Twitch banned him. Everybody thought that was going to be very serious. But a few months later, I think it was three to six months later, he was back. Well, they just came out, I think, two weeks ago and said that now he is permanently banned uh, from Twitch. Twitch will not give a reason. Uh, Dr. Disrespect doesn't know either, but some people kind of on the inside, they've gone off the record. Uh, Kotaku is also reporting about that. It was uh, There's several stories filed, so I didn't have all the names of the writers, but you can go there and check it out. But basically what they're saying is that the reason why it's so quiet is because it's a very, a very big accusation that's being leveled against him, and he basically broke... A lot of not just uh, Twitch rules, but just laws. So um, I think they're kind of breaking with them. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that goes. Um, Mixer shut down, which is Microsoft's streaming service. They were going to compete with Twitch. Uh, they shut down probably two weeks ago. Um, and there were some allegations before uh, they shut down. There was some African-Americans that were in a meeting, uh, and they had some white bosses uh, and this i guess was a well um you know they did the minutes and they did like a stenographer for the meeting and basically a female uh boss in the meeting said that everybody that's on twitch is basically her slave and she needs to extract all she can out of them and of course the african-american people that were in the meeting said uh this you probably shouldn't use that word uh it's probably a bad word to use to say that people are your slaves and she said well i don't see a problem with it uh deal with it uh, so that person quit. Um, and uh, a lot of people, he, he went up the chain. Apparently, this person said it was his manager. So he went to the person above his manager, the skip manager. Uh, they filed a complaint, but nothing happened. And after, I, I think he said, there was an article written about it again on Kotaku. I think after like 14 days, he just decided to quit. He said, you know, if you guys are going to do anything about this, this is unacceptable. I resigned. So he resigned. So again, uh, probably don't use that term uh, when you're talking to African-Americans. Probably don't say that, you know, other people are your slaves. That just seems kind of weird that you would say that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I haven't really, man, I don't know. I haven't really been playing a lot of new games. I've just been playing games uh, you know, that I've been trying to keep maintenance mode on. I've been logging into Guild Wars 2. I finished the first uh, person in uh, the first um, Rogue Agent in the Division 2. I completed that. I, I beat that bounty. I beat that guy. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird episode, guys. It's kind of a downer. Uh, also, on a side note, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday. Saturday, I found out I got exposed to COVID. So my wife and I went in and got tested. Uh, it's only been 24 hours. It's more of a precautionary measure. But now the tester, the nurse or doctor that was doing the testing said, now you basically have to wait 14 days because uh, it takes about that long to develop symptoms. 
Um, so my wife and I have decided we're going to go get tested in another seven days uh, just to see if anything happens. Uh, we don't feel like we've got anything. It, it's been a short amount of time. Really, all this is a precaution. Um, we might be fine, but we did hear that we got exposed to it. So obviously, I don't want to put anybody at my work at risk. I don't want to put my friends at risk. I called. Uh, the thing was, we had a social distancing barbecue with some friends. We were all wearing masks. Uh, I think we didn't, but we were like, there was times where we were eating and we were like six feet apart because obviously we were eating. Uh, we were in an outdoor space. But, um, you know, we went to that after we got exposed to COVID, but we did not know we were exposed. We found out early this morning on Sunday. So we went and got tested. Uh, again, we were told by the, te- the healthcare provider that it's basically a 14 day process because uh, you won't get symptoms for seven to 14 days. And, uh, you know, then uh, my wife and I just decided to get tested again in seven days, uh, but we haven't really developed anything. Basically, it sounds like it's no matter what happens, it's a 14 day process because you have to wait to see if you get symptoms and then you have to be tested. But now that I know I've been exposed to it uh, again, I don't want to put my friends at risk. I had to call everybody at the at the party I was at and let them know. And unfortunately, two of the people that were at the party actually went to church this morning. Uh, Luckily, their church is practicing social distancing. They're staying in their cars and listening to the sermon on like the FM radio. So they're they're not near people. They were isolated. I told them uh, everybody was very understanding. You know, I was like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't have done all this. We didn't know. And uh, all my friends were really understanding and said, no, we understand. You know, you don't want to put people at risk. And so now I uh, had to send an email to work telling them the situation. And uh, I'll probably talk to them again tomorrow uh, so basically, I have time off work. Um, I don't hope, I, I mean, I hope I don't get sick. I don't think I will, but it's still kind of in the back of my mind. I'll be honest. Um, I kind of quit drinking alcohol for a bit. I did a little bit at the barbecue, uh, but I hadn't had alcohol in a while. And as soon as I, after I got in with the test, I uh, we ordered groceries, didn't talk to the person they delivered at our doorstep, and uh, I got some rum because I don't plan on getting really drunk. You know, you just have a bad day. Sometimes you just need a glass of rum. And luckily, I have a therapy session tomorrow in the afternoon, so I'll be able to talk to my therapist about it, and it'll be good. So, yeah, that's my weekend, everybody. Reading terrible news about the game industry, uh, playing games for maintenance, and finding out that I had to get tested for COVID. That makes me feel... Uh, really great. So sorry if this episode's kind of bummer. Stay safe out there. Everybody wear a mask. Uh, You know, social distance, all that is very important. It's not a joke. Please do it. Uh, Other than that, I think that's it for this week. So again, if you want to uh, listen to this, it'll hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief. At Monday at 7 a.m., leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Uh, You can actually, I enabled the link for you to be able to download or stream the episode from the website if you wanted to, like on your phone, or you can go to SoundCloud SoundCloud and find it there. Search for the Gaming With Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. It's on there. It'll probably be there tonight, but it doesn't hit the website till 7 a.m. You can also drop me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. Let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, if you got a question, great. If not, just let me know what you think of the show. Also, go to iTunes. Go look for the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Like, subscribe, share, that kind of stuff. Let your friends know what you think about it. I only, that I know of, a lot of my friends listen to this, 
but you know maybe they stop listening or start listening. Uh, it just depends on their schedule and all that kind of stuff. So I think with that, I will let you guys go. You guys have a good week. Again, stay safe, wear your mask, practice social distancing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.